chapter number 7 in the Word. Right Esther chapter number 7. The last few weeks the Spirit of the Lord has been leading us to speak to you in some relations to what's going on in the world today and the spirits that we are having to fight. That's right. And how God is beginning to release the anointing that is needed to combat that particular principality from hell so that we can have the deliverance that we need, not only in our church, not only in our family, not only in our life, but in the nation yes, of the United States of America. Amen. The first one that he spoke with us about was spiritual orphanhood and the mentality that God is untouchable. And God began to minister to us that we are in Christ. Tap that one right beside me and say, I'm in Christ. And when God looks at you, he looks at you through the blood of Jesus Christ. And he looks at you just like he looks at Jesus Christ. So you are worthy to praise him. You are worthy for his anointing to rest upon you. You are worthy to be free under the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone holler out and say, I am in Christ. And the Lord had me come back and speak to you about a spirit entitled the spirit of Laban. And we told Laban it was time for him to pay up. Tell everybody to say, Laban, you got to pay up right now. Tell the devil tonight, say, devil, you got to pay up now. Amen. God is beginning to replace everything that you lost and give it back to you double. But on top of that, if you didn't have it when you started, God said, I'm going to give it to you three different times. I'm going to give God a praise tonight. You see, if you had it right now and you lost it, God's got to bless you double to get you back to where you were. So you get back what you had that you lost in two times on that. And if you didn't have it to begin with, then God says, I got to give it to you. Then I got to bless you double. So everybody say three times. Three times the hell has got to pay us back in 2023. That means we're going to be triple better than what we were at the day and hour that Rosh Hashanah come in in September 25th. God is going to do something in 2023 for you, in your body, in your finances, in your health, in your church, in your family, and in your town, and in your nation. Can anybody in the house give God a good hand clap of because the storm come in and kind of held us up a little bit. We talked about another principality that we have come against and we've had to overcome in that. So we have the elfin mentality, the spirit of Laban. And now we have another spirit tonight that God is going to add on to that. This morning, we talked about the principality of Sisera in Deborah and how God has commissioned Deborah's to rise up. I want you to just tap that neighbor right beside of you and say, hey, Deborah, how are you tonight? Hey, Deborah, how are you? Turn around to whatever men we got here and I say, did you know your name's Deborah? God is going to pour out an anointing on you and when Deborah arises, the Baraks arises, the governors arise, the people begin to be willing and God goes out and when he steps out, 
the floods began to come, the mountains become to break down. God will run to Sarah out of your life, and God is going to raise up some Deborahs and some Baraks, and He's going to raise up some JLs. It's going to take a tent peg and drive it with the hammer of the Lord through the temple of that principality in your life. God is about to set His church free here in 2023. Can someone say amen? That's our next shirt, free in 2023. Someone holler that with me. Say free in 2023. Amen. So now tonight, God wants me to give you another thing that is happening in the heavenlies. How many of you know that God is doing something in the heavenlies? He is releasing stuff and now he's using his prophets, he's using his pastors, he's using his servants to come forth and to tell you what's already taking place in the heavens. And now all you got to do is grab a hold of it and apply it in your life and it will come to pass and it will come to pass very quickly in your life. So what the hell is trying to do is oppress us, run us down, keep us shut up and not talk with our mouth, try to cover, cover our mouth with a mask. And God said it's time for retribution of that. I saw what hell done to my church and I'm not happy with it and I am going to go back and take everything that was lost and resupply it and then I'm going to take things and I'm going to speed up the scale and I'm going to triple bless my people so that we can live in victory here in the United States of America and in the church of God. Amen. That's the chapter number seven. I'm going to talk about Pastor tonight and I'm going to give you a prophetic word that I wrote down again. The Bible says in verse number one, so the king and Haman came to the banquet which Esther the queen and the king said again unto Esther on the second day of the banquet of wine, What is thy petition, Queen Esther? Tell your neighbor right beside me, say, What is it that you want? Ask them again, say, What is it that you want? I tell you what, I got a list of wants from my king. Amen. I want everybody here to be free. I want everybody here to be delivered. I want everybody here to be blessed. I want everybody to have so much money you got to loan it out instead of borrowing it. I want everybody to be free and clear and have the power of Almighty God and anointing flowing in their life. I want you to be able to lay your hands upon the sick and the sick recover. I want you to be able to look the devil in the eye and say, get the hints in the name of Jesus. And they got to go, I want you to walk in the glory of Almighty God. I want you to be identified in Jesus Christ. Know your identity and come out of tell your neighbor say, what do you want from the king? What is your petition? The at him and say, Queen Esther, what is thy petition? And it will be granted you, and what is thy request? And it shall be performed even to the half of the kingdom. God would bankrupt heaven to make sure that he meets your need. Whatever we need, it shall be given to us and it shall be performed. Can I get some prophets in the house tonight to quote that there with me and say, It shall be granted thee and it shall be performed even to the half of the kingdom. And then Esther the queen answered and said, If I found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleased the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. Oh, my grace. Lord, I just felt the Holy Spirit. Turn turn to somebody right beside of you and say, I've been called for my people. And what i got to do right now will save my life and it will save my people's life. You are the key agent of God in your family. And if you begin to call out in your family, your family is going to be saved. Because God said here in this coming season, in this fresh anointing that I'm sending to the church, anything that you want will be granted to you and anything you want will be performed for you. Oh, you got to praise the Lord tonight. Amen. 
Why? Because we are sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be slain and to perish. But if we've been sold for bondmen and bondwomen, I had held my tongue, although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. Then the king Ahasuerus answered and said unto Esther the queen, Who is he? And where is he that does presume in his heart to do so? I believe that God is waiting on us to identify to God who our enemy is. I think we need to understand when we are fighting against the spirit of Laban. Amen. Amen. I believe we need to understand that if the hell has come against us to bring about an orphan mentality, that we need to go before the Lord and point out who it is. I believe that the king needs to know that we know who it is that's coming against us. I believe we need to understand and let God understand that we don't hold him in any type of way of blame of what's going on in our life. The reason why we're where we're at is we gave a, a place and we gave the power to whatever spirit, whatever principality it was. And God says, now I want to use you in a mighty way. And he tells you, identify your enemy. Everybody holler out and say, identify your enemy. I hope that if you'll take that and you'll go home tonight, that you'll go before the Lord and you'll begin to identify the spirit of Laban in your life. I believe that if you'll begin to confess that the orphan mentality and orphan spiritualhood has been running rapid in your life, and I believe if you'll begin to call out and say, I see that there principality of Sisera in my life that has kept me held back for 20 years, and now we go forth and we begin to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight. I believe God has already orchestrated a deliverance for you, and you're going to see it past that this church is going to fill up your, your family. Amen. Someone shout and say amen. God's going to turn it completely around quickly in the name of Jesus. Can somebody give God a good hand clap? Amen. So she said, we're sold, me and my people. And he went on and he said, who is he? And where is he? That does perform, presume in his heart to kill you. And Esther said, the adversary and the enemy is this wicked Haman. Sitting right beside of you, this wicked Haman. Then Haman was afraid before the king and the queen. And the king, arising from the banquet of wine in his wrath, went into the palace garden. And Haman stood up to make request for his life to Esther the queen. For he saw that there was evil determined against him by the king. I'm going to tell you, when you catch the devil red-handed, he's going to start falling down on his knees, praying to you, and say, will you give me a little bit of mercy? That's right, amen. Everybody hold up your hand and say, no mercy in the name of Jesus for the devil. I'm so mad with the devil and what he's done in my life, I don't want to give him a bit of mercy. Boy, I want God to unleash every angel that there is up in heaven with all the power that they got and just mop the floor with him. I want him to body slam him, clothes, line him, pin him, slap him around, kick him around, stomp him down in the ground, and let him know you mess with the wrong person in the name of Jesus. I want you to know right now that when we get the enemy on the run, he'll begin to start begging you not to be so hard on him. But devil, let me give you some news from the Living Water Worship Center Heavenly Chronicle. You you ain't gonna get no mercy here. You ain't gonna get no mercy here. We've already won the battle. We've fought with you too long, and the victory is ours. And we're gonna go in the enemy's tent, take back what you stole from us, and we're gonna demand that you give us back three times what you stole from us in the name of Jesus. Somebody in this house, shout out and say Amen. That was just extra. I didn't mean to give that to you, but that's all right anyhow. Amen. And the king said unto Esther, the queen, the Jews 
have slain and destroyed five. I'm, I'm going to read over here in chapter number nine. Lord, help me, Jesus. <laughs> and the wine in his wrath, he went to the palace garden, and Haman stood up to make a request for his life to Esther the queen, for he saw that there was evil determined against him by the king. Then the king returned out of the palace garden into the place of the banquet of wine. And Haman was fallen upon the bed whereupon Esther was. Boy, how strong, how fast does a devil fall to his knees. Fallen there on the bed where Esther was, and the king said, Will he force the queen also before me in the house? And the word went out of the king's mouth, and they covered Haman's face. And Harbanah, one of the chamberlains, said before the king, Behold also the gallows, fifty cubits high, which Haven had made for Mordecai, who had spoken good for the king, standeth in the house of Haman. Then the king said, Well, go hang him thereon. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then was the king's wrath. Then was the king's wrath pacified. Everybody say, devil, God's mad with you for me. And what you have prepared in my life and what you have tried to do, devil, in the life of everyone that's under the sign of my voice and that hears me online tonight, I want you to know the very tool and the very thing that you build in their life to try to destroy them and to hold them back, God, this year is going to turn it completely around and you're going to be hanged on the gallows that you built in our life to try to take us out. We are done with you. God is done with you. Enough is enough. The United States of America is going to turn around. The church is going to turn around this world is going to turn around get ready for God to do something in your life shout out and say amen. amen so let me talk real quick with you COVID-19 was declared a pandemic in the U.S. tonight after the feast of Purim in 2020 what we are reading here in the book of Esther is the middle of the book or the feast of Purim it's all about bravery it's all about courage Absolute obedience in the face of absolute fear. It's all about that. And the end of it comes in to outrageous justice. When it looks like that hell has turned everything around against you, the Feast of Purim is to let everybody know if you will stand forth in your faith and you will still believe that God is who he says he is and that God can still do what he said he can do, that in the end of everything, there will be an outrageous justice that will be sent upon your enemy and everything the enemy tries to do in your life will be canceled out and what he tried to do on you will boomerang right back to him and what he tried to do in your life will never be able to be done in your life again, but it will be reaped in his kingdom because there is a spiritual law that whatsoever you sow, it shall be reaped. And devil, if you sowed it in my life, you're going to reap it. Amen. So COVID-19 was diagnosed in the United States of America on the last night of the Feast of Purim in 2020. And the plot that Haman had in this text was to go out and kill the children of Israel. Did you know that there is a principality that is over the United States of America and many other nations in the world today, and their plot is to go and kill God's people? Did you know that you don't have any friends in the government right now? 
Did you know that the plan from the enemy has went in so deep in every area, in every institution, in the educational system, the judicial system, the Congress, and the presidency of the United States of America, and the plot to kill the children of God and to muzzle them and to silence them and to shut them up and make them ineffective has been put into play, and many of them didn't even know that they were even contributing to it. But the devil has used the principality that was behind Haman to come against you and your family to kill you. Yeah. Now how many of you tonight does that make you mad with the devil when you know the devil tried to kill your child? Right. How many of you tonight gets mad when you realize and understand that the devil tried to kill you? How many of you gets tired of the fact that the devil is out there trying to take you out? He didn't send COVID just to make you sick. He sent it to kill you. He didn't send the Carolina crud in your life to make you sick. He sent it to kill you. He didn't send that cancer in your life, Janice, to make you sick and have you to go through recovery. He sent it to kill you. And it's time to get mad with the devil because God said, I'm mad with you laying your hand upon mine anointing. Touch not mine anointed because when you touch my anointing, he said, I will turn it completely around on you and it's going to boomerang. Everybody holler out and say, it's going to boomerang. Amen. And the gallows that he built, the very tool that he used to kill God's children became the tool that God used to kill him. So we don't need to fear. We don't need to be upset. We don't need to worry because all the hell has been trying to do in your life right now, God is going to take that Thelma and he's going to use it against the devil to show the devil that he's still God and you are his child. And in the end of it all, God is still going to get the glory because God's wrath must be pacified. And the only way that God's wrath can be pacified is if the spirit of Haman is put out of your life. Hold your hand up here tonight and say, I rebuke the spirit of Haman in the name of Jesus. I am tired of the spirit of Haman. He ain't going to kill my children. He ain't going to kill me. He ain't going to kill my wife. He ain't going to kill you. He ain't going to kill this church. He ain't going to kill the United States of America. Haman, you have got the back up. You are bound up in the name of Jesus and you're back to the dry place. My children, my governors, everything that's out there in the world that you have infiltrated, you're going to have to give it up and give it back in the name of Jesus. Let our church shout out and say amen. Give God a good hand clap of praise because God is doing something in the house of God tonight. So what happened is all the governors in the nation, in the government, they aligned with Haman and they began to go forward to kill God's children. Did you know that most politicians today are in alignment to take out God's church? But in the end, everyone that was in alignment with Haman was overthrown and they were taken out of the position. So I'm beginning to see in my spirit that as we, as the church of Almighty God, rise up and began to proclaim in the name of Jesus Christ that there will not be any more spirit of Haman in our life or in our family or in our church, that those governors are going to be taken out of their position and they're going to be cast out and God is going to replace them with somebody that honors the woman only true living God. Amen. They were overthrown. It was a plot against children. And God now, right now in the heavenlies, and if you paid any attention to it right lately, God is beginning to reveal and expose what's been going on behind the scenes. He is beginning to reveal to people that didn't know what was going on, the plan that the spirit of Haman has had to kill your children. 
He is beginning to make people realize and understand that abortion is simply murder. And now he is revealing just how many people have been affected with that murder. And not only on top of that there, he has taken every governor. He has taken everything that's been done in secret. He has taken everything that's been done in darkness and in hiding. And now he is exposing it. And he is bringing about how they are trying to kill you. Now, when people hear me, they're going to think I'm crazy, that I'm literally going into a conspiracy theory. But I want you to know your government is not here to give you the opportunity to give you life and the pursuit of happiness. They are literally being ruled by this spirit from hell right now that's trying to kill you. There are chemical preservatives that are being put in your food to kill you. There are things that's been put in your water to kill you. There are things that's been put into the labs that have been looked at and released out on this world to make you sick so that they can keep you up under their but you know what? I know a king that's more powerful than what they are. I know a king that when I get favor in his eyes, he gets upset when you do something to my people. Hey, my king loves me. My king loves me. I said my king loves me. The devil might hate me, but my God, my king, my God, my Lord of Lord, he loves me. And he's got his favor on my life. And if you want to fight me, come on, because we got to fight with God. God said it's my battle. It's not yours. Give it to me and I'll win the battle. Somebody shout out and say amen. Two years ago when I began to preach in this church, I felt a supernatural shift in the spiritual. And God now is beginning to allow that to play off. And that supernatural shift that I felt was a handover in authority. Two years ago, God canceled out the spirit of Haman. Two years ago, God canceled out the spirit of Laban. Two years ago, God began to minister to people about the orphan mentality. Two years ago, God began to share with people that this was the decade of the mouth and that God was coming back into the house and that the sun was going to show up. But now the spirit was coming together and he was bringing the retribution and the blessing, retribution and justice to the world and a blessing to his people. And we're about to enter in through a door in the next coming year or two that literally is going to shake this earth like it's never been shaken before. God is beginning to clean up some stuff and he's exposing it right now. Amen. So this ship is a handover. I want you to look at verse number 13. One thing that stood out to me as I looked at in chapter number 1 of Esther, I want you to see that this handover of authority was from Vashti to Esther. And I want you to know that the spirit here shared with me something when I read this verse in verse number 13. It said, The king said to the wise men which knew the times, for so was the king's manner toward all that knew law and judgment. I believe that the Spirit is sharing with us that the Bible says that the people that are the watchmen of God that knows the times, that they're going to be the ones that's going to influence the people that's in command to usher a decree, and when they usher that decree, hell will have to be stopped in the name of Jesus. We have given land back to the devil. We have given territory back to the devil. And God has got to have one or two people in the Congress, in the in the, the House of Representatives, and in political office to declare over the United States of America that this is a nation that trusts in God alone and we are a Christian nation. And Queen Vashti will be removed and God will hand over the power and the authority to Queen Esther. Someone shout out and say amen. What happened, you know the story, many of you, if you don't, let me tell you. Queen uh, Vashti was a very beautiful woman. In fact, her name means beautiful woman. 
And uh, King Ahasuerus wanted her to come into a feast one day and parade out her beauty. And she simply rebelled against the authority of the king. And she said she wasn't going to go with that there. And because of that there, she was dethroned. And the king went to the wise men, which is symbolic of the watchmen in the house of the Lord right now that are wise, that knows the times of the season and what we need to do. And he asked him and said, what do you think we need to do? And as time went on, her crown was given to a person that was literally a girl by the name of Hadassah, and she began to be Queen Esther. But the very wise man, the watchman, spoke to them and said, here's what you need to do. You need to release a decree. And that decree is that literally if there is a, a child out there that you come in, and if they are proven to be more loyal than what she is and more powerful and worthy than what she is, then she will become queen. Uh, I want to pro pro prophesy to the devil here tonight that God has already released a queen Esther anointing. The mantle has been released and there has been a turnaround up in the heavenlies and there is going to be something that happens very quickly in the house of God and in this world. It's going to let everybody know that there has been a change in authority. Hell does not rule the United States of America. This nation is God's. Can someone shout out and say amen? So these wise men, they pointed to God's watchman that's here today. And God has called us to be a watchman. The Bible said that these, these men that were wise, they knew the signs of the time. Write this down. There is a new anointing coming into the house of God. It is the anointing of the sons of Issachar. Isaac with HR. And I want you to understand this. The, the people that were in the tribe of Issachar, God had anointed them and gave them the prophetic anointing where they began to see the signs of the time and they knew what they needed to do. And what God is going to do is going to start pouring it out on Sissy that she's going to know what's going to happen in her life and in your life long before it ever comes. God is going to protect you from the trap of the enemy because we're going to begin to know the signs of the times and we're going to begin to know exactly what we need to do when we need to do it and how we need to do it and who we need to do it to get the job done God is going to anoint you I want you to just smile at that right behind you and say hey Queen Esther how you doing God is going to breathe some things in your life and he's going to change some things amen now these see beyond the chaos that's going on in the world today they see beyond all the noise that's out there. How many would agree with me tonight that there's a bunch of noise that's going on in the world today? All you got to do is flip on the news. And when you flip on the news, all them anchors is telling you exactly what hell is wanting you to know. Oh, Biden's the greatest president that there is in the world when he ain't nothing but a devil straight from hell being ruled by a principality. He's a crook and he is a sheep in lamb's, uh, in, in lamb's clothing and God is about to reveal him and about to reveal Harris and many other people that's in the position. God is about to pull back the veil and show each and every one of us the truth and he's rolling it back and God is going to show this nation that he has not turned back on his nation although hell is wanted to kill you and to kill your children. I was interested in that because that heavenly authority is going to begin to come in and it's going to usher in a brand new crown, a brand new theory, a brand new era, a brand new rulership. God is about to change things in the heavenlies. How many in your spirit you're just expecting and you feel like that God is up to something? Amen. I want you to tell the devil tonight, say, devil, God's up to something. 
Oh, if the devil knew what he was up against and what he was going to, he'd leave you alone because if he kept messing with you after a while, you're going to get that anointing of Esther to go into the presence of the king. And as you go into the presence of the king, you're going to be able to reveal to the king exactly who your enemy is and where he's at and call him what he is and say, all right, now, Lord, I laid him on the altar. Now, you take care of him. I'm tired of messing with him. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of messing with all these principalities. I'm tired of messing with all these generational curses has been put in my family. My God said, I ain't got to put up with it. All I got to do is get into the presence of God and spend one night with the king and get him to ask me, what do you want me to do? Everybody holler out and say, Lord, I need you to do something. I need you to do something in my family. I need you to do it right now. Amen. So let me hurry. So the decree went out and the decree went out, Thelma, over two provinces called Persia and Media. Persia literally means a, a land of divisions or to split or divide. How many would agree with me right now that the United States of America, by this principality that has been released by hell, is more divided than it's ever been in your life? And it, it really stands out to me that this second province that hell began to, to, to have to move into and do what it needs to do, this decree went out over that second province and it was called the media. Everybody hold out and say media. Now that was a personal, private little land area and a, a physical land mass that was called media. But I want you to know that what God is sharing with us in Esther in the spiritual is that the media has a whole lot to do right now with the stimulation and the mindset and what everybody believes right now. And their job is to go out and sow division and to sow strife. And that word media means a strife and speed in a place of judgment. So here they are, they're judging things just to get people stirred up. Do you realize when you look at the news, the only thing you're doing is you're opening up yourself so that you can have some strife stirred up on the inside of you. So I don't understand why they're doing that. And you look at them in the wrong way, that's that principality that's trying to get you to turn around. But you know what? We don't need to get involved with the news of the day. We need to get in the presence of the king and start calling out to the king and say, this is what we need. Amen. So we are living in a land of division. We're more divided than we've ever been. The enemy has began to split and to literally come in and divide this nation. And we have been standing back and letting it happen. But God's judgment is going to rule. And when it rules, it's going to rule over all that strife. Can anybody say amen? God's perfect law and his righteous judgment and his justice is going to be issued. But it can only be issued when certain people get a decree from the heavens. When anybody hears a decree from heaven. What God is needing right now, sissy, is for children here in this house, for ladies that's in this house, for men in this house, to go into the heavenly throne room up in heaven and get the favor of the king so that the king will look at you and say, what do you want me to do? And when you tell him what he needs to do, that God would rise up and decree that they ain't no spirit of Haman that's going to win the battle for you. And when it is decreed in heaven, it shall manifest here on this earth. Amen. So media is our airways of strife. It's a decree that has been issued out across the lands of, of division and strife, the two different provinces. And it began to usher in a chain reaction of events to the point to where the strife and the division got so tough that one group of people were slated to be killed. Now I'm going to say something that online I may be blocked for. 
but hell has come after the white man. Somebody say amen. He's come after the white man. Everything that's wrong in the United States of America right now is because of the white man. Amen. I'm going to say it again. I want to share with you, I'm going to throw this aside. I'm not racist in doing this here. I want you to understand that neither, none of us are any more special before God than you are. It don't matter what color. You ain't nothing but made out of dirt anyway. We're all dirt. So God has looked at us and said at the ground of the cross, everything is level. And in the foot of the cross, you got there. But right there is no classified exemption in Jesus Christ. And the devil is coming, praise racism, 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 to the point now to where if you're a Christian and you're a white man, you better watch Watch out and you better be looking over your shoulder because they have been coming after you. Hell is trying to kill the white man. He is salting the white man. And that don't mean that he's not against the black man and he's coming against the African American or he's coming against the Latinos. He's after every people group that he can be. But you hear it every day. You turn on the news. Then this one's racist because he said this one and this one's racist because he said that. To the point that people that are actually their own brothers and sisters are turning against the ones that did it. Holding back information and then bringing it out in a period of time where they can get the power out of it and they ain't nothing but chaos and division all in the house of God. But I love all of you. Someone say amen. When I look at Thelma, I see a woman. I don't see an African-American woman. I hope when she looks at me, she sees a man and she don't see a white man because it doesn't matter what God has done and what the devil's done in our life. We're all level and we all need to love one another. You're just as equal in the cross as I am and God can use you just as good as I can. He can use me. Amen. So the devil has been pushing that though, trying to turn everybody against each other. Now he's turned the young'uns against their mom and their daddy. He's turned the young'uns against their teachers. And he's turned the teachers against the children. And he's turned the mamas and daddies against the children. Mothers now or women now would rather kill a child than to raise a child. There is even, as I said this morning, there is legislation over in California just got passed that if you have a baby, he can live 28 days. Live 28 days. And if you decide that you don't want him as a mama and a daddy, that there legislation that has just passed over there, then you can have him killed and it's 100% legal now. The devil is after the children. He's after the fruit of your womb. He's after your womb. He has been coming against you. He's been trying to cause everyone's identity to be different than what they really were made to be and want everybody to be something that they were not created to be. But my God said, I got an answer, and the answer is in the mantle of Deborah and the mantle of Esther, and God is about to change some stuff in America. Can the church say amen? So God's perfect law and his free justice, his free perfect justice is about to come in and change things around. It's going to be righteous judgment in a place of chaos. There's a new time of God's justice and the law is upon us. In 2014, one of the best prophets that I've ever heard, I don't know if you've ever listened to him or not, but his name's Tim Clement. He is a temple prophet. A temple prophet's a little different than a seer prophet. He can actually be a seer prophet, but he is a temple prophet. And what that means is when he begins to play music, God came on him, and in his music, he began to prophesy what was going to happen. And in 2014, he said that there was coming an anointing on the house of Almighty God, an anointing that God was going to pour out from the heavenlies on this earth, and it was going to be the anointing of Esther and Esther was going to rise up and in this hour people used to hate her but in this hour as it began to come up that she is going to start pouring the oil of healing into the lives of people here on 
this earth. And God is going to do a complete turnaround. And God said, I know that your nation has been battered, it's been beaten down, and this here principality has come in and tried to destroy it. He said, but I'm raising up a Queen Esther that has the anointing power of Almighty God to pour the healing oil of God upon the souls of the people that want to kill them babies. Pour the healing power of God into the souls of those people that think that God's untouchable. Pour the soul, the healing power, the oil of the healing of God upon those people that have been under oppression for the last 20 years under the principality of Sisera. And God said, I'm coming to deliver my people. I'm pouring out and throwing out a mantle of Deborah and a mantle of Esther. And I am bringing a restitution to my people. And the very thing hell tried to kill you with, I'm going to use it to take him out. Someone say amen. So much divisions in the body of Christ. But God has spoken to us and told us that he's coming to redeem us, to revive us, and to restore us. In this hour of shaking and refining, Esther's going to rise up and she's going to come out. And her eyes are going to be blazing like fire. And she's going to literally be so fired up for things that she loves and things that she loves that she is going to fight to her last breath to let hell know, no devil, you ain't taking my family. Am I talking to anybody here today? Everybody say there's a handover going on. Two years ago, I stood in this church and I told you that something was going to happen at a certain time on Rosh Hashanah. I told you that something was going to happen in the Supreme Court. And a girl by the name of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, in actuality, her name was Jane Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She died on the very night of Rosh Hashanah. And as she died there, she began to be a picture of vastity that's here in this story. Because her name, Ruth, literally means a vision, a vision of beauty. And the name Vashti is the same name. It means a vision of beauty. The problem with that, the word John, which was her middle name, or John, which was her first name, means Yahweh is merciful. And here she's supposed to be a, 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 a vision of beauty. But God is beginning to show mercy to America through the handover that he started two years ago. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I'm not set up here and glorifying in her death, but God had enough with that abortion and what she had been ruling on and the things that she had been doing had caused people to look at her and to think that she was a beautiful and a great judge and they began to be intoxicated under the power of this enemy and the children were dying and people were able to go out and do whatever they wanted to do and God said, I've had enough and the only way that I can change it is to take Roe v. Wade out and put prayer back in the school and God's already released two decrees out of the Supreme Court to shut down Roe v. Wade and to put prayer back in the school and the world is going to begin to see God change some things amen and some of the things that she ruled against was life in the womb she thought that it was fine for a baby to be killed right up to the day that it was born. Get this picture. Your baby comes out of your womb and he's there and the, 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 the doctor reaches over and grabs a hammer and knocks him in the head and sucks his brains out. That's what they want to get. That's called infanticide. In fact, an abortion is the same thing. They take you and they go in there and the baby has a head and they take a little medical hammer and they go in and they take it and they knock a hole in his head and a tube sucks his brains out. But God said, that's enough. I'm going to change it. Right now, everybody holler out and say, God's already changed it. And he's changing it by taking Vashti out of power and putting Esther in power. 
The word Esther means star. Her name was Hadassah, and it means a myrtle tree. Let me share with you something about a myrtle tree. A myrtle tree is the most beautiful, most fragrant, most sweet tree that you will ever find in your life. It exudes a favor that is most valuable and most beautiful than any other tree that there is out there. And it literally points to the higher beauty than what the world has. And God now is going to take what people have fell in love with out in the world as beauty. And God's going to show that the thing that is truthfully beauty is the holiness of Almighty God. So I want you to understand. On the day of the Feast of Tabernacles, I believe it is, they take the myrtle trees and they put it on their house. Her name is Thar or Myrtle. And each one of them points to Jesus. Zechariah chapter number 1 verse number 10 says, And the man that stood among the myrtle trees answered and said, Talking about Jesus in the vision, Jesus stands between the myrtle trees. I'll help you out here in just a few minutes as I give you my proclamation here today. I want you, if you will, to turn with me to Psalm 81 as God shares with us what he's going to do here today. The Bible says in verse number 1, it says, Sing aloud unto God our strength. Make a joyful noise unto the God of Israel. Take a psalm and bring hither the timbrel and the pleasant heart with the psaltery. Blow up the trumpet in the new moon and in the time appointed of our solemn feast day. For this was a statute for Israel and a law of God of Jacob. For he ordained in Joseph for a testimony that he went out through the land of Egypt whom I heard a language that I understood not. I removed his shoulder from the burden. His hands were delivered from the pots and thou callest in trouble and I delivered thee. I answered thee in the secret place of thunder and I proved thee at the waters of Meribah. Salah. Hear, O my people, and I will testify unto thee, O Israel, if thou wilt hearken unto me, thou shalt no strange God be in thee, neither shalt thou worship any strange God. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people would not hearken to my voice, and Israel would none have none of me. So I gave them up in their own hearts lust, and they walked in their own counsels. Oh, that my people had hearkened unto me, and Israel had walked in my ways. I would have subdued their enemies and turned my hand against their adversaries. The haters of the Lord should have submitted themselves unto him, but their time should have endured forever. He should have fed them also with the fineness of the wheat and with honey out of the rock should I have satisfied thee. God said I would have blessed you, but you chose to go another direction. But God said I'm about to change that because I want a church that is blessed. I want a church that is free, that is clean. And God said I'm about to hand over power and in verse number 7 the word Samaripah there talks about strife. He said I'm going to come in and I'm going to walk in the middle of the strife that's going on in the world and I'm going to show up to rescue you. Everybody holler out say he's coming to rescue me. In the middle of this division, in the middle of all that hell is trying to do, God is about to resurrect you and to rescue you. He's about to pull you out. And God says, I am going to reveal to you what's been hidden. I'm going to come into your life because the lion has been roaring in your life. And I'm coming to restore you. I'm coming to rescue you. And I am pulling the veil back and I am revealing to the world what hell has tried to do. And we are going to be awakened up in the power of Almighty God in the United States of America. Once again, we'll honor the God of gods and the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and a revival will come in the house of God one more time. But as I try to close tonight, I want you to know tonight, and I love your testimonies tonight before church started, 
We are in an awakening. Say that with me. We are in an awakening. The Bible says that God has made a rule on the spirit of Haman. In Esther chapter number 7, we find that the rule was to appease and pacify the wrath of the king that Haman and his diabolical scheme would be destroyed and he would be hung on the very tool that he tried to take God's children out with. There is a spirit of Haman that's in the world today. And can I help you tonight? Amen. Amen. Haman is the name that literally means the multitude of noise. It means he troubles the law. He is a famine, violent rooftop. In other words, put it in our language, he is a fire on the rooftop. The rooftop back in the Old Testament days when this was written was society. That's where everybody come together. Like it used to be the front porch when Sissy was being brought up. Everybody in the neighborhood, they sat out on the front porch when it didn't have no air conditioning. They sat out there like me is right now just waving that little fan. And all the children knew everybody in the neighborhood and all the mamas and daddy knew all the children because it truly took a village to raise a child. Biddy, at that time, if I was alive, she had every right to straighten out my child. My child got out of weakness. She could go out to that little myrtle tree or whatever tree she wanted to grab hold. My daddy called it a king bush. And go out and grab that little king cane bush and grab you and whip the daylights out of that child. And when you went to go get him, you said, thank you, Biddy, for keeping him straight. So the rooftop was where society was. And this spirit, Haman, is a, a spirit from hell that comes in to set society on fire. Where we'll burn up. And the antidote of the fire that is burning up the, the, the society as a whole is the spirit and the power and the anointing of Esther. Haman's wife, also her name was Jerez, and she, her name means a golden star of adoration. And, he, and it means that they were idolizing and worshiping noise. So here you have a beautiful woman by the name of Ashti that was in power, and now God has taken Esther, which is a star, and Hadassah, which is a beautiful woman, and taken and replacing the earthly beauty with heavenly beauty and with heavenly wisdom and with heavenly insight and understanding. So let me give you my word tonight. Are you ready for it? Amen. Yeah. In the middle of that hour, God began to release a star to go in, another star to go in and take over what Vashti had been doing. Her name was Esther. It represented the heart and the desire of God himself. Esther was a prophetic light that foreshadowed that Jesus was coming. And this anointing that I'm talking about tonight is a revealing power of Almighty God that will pull away the veil from everything that is hidden. In other words, lies can't stand in your path in the anointing of Esther is that bright light and it is a bright light that does not worship false idols and anything that is false it rolls it away and shows everything that is not right because the only king of kings is the only one that she is going to bow down to amen the name Haman means significant or magnificent magnificent light in an illusion or the darkness of death I'm about to help you I had a dream the other night. I dreamed and I saw the name Haman. And it was flickering in an ER light. And all of a sudden it changed and another name began to fly. H-A-M-A-N and it began to fly. 
in a different name. And I woke up and I realized immediately what God was trying to tell me. For what it spelled out was S-O-R-O-S. Anybody ever heard that name before? Soros. Anybody ever heard that before? Haman and Soros. When I began to go and look up something about Mr. Soros, George Soros, I began to find out that his name is not Soros to begin with. His name is Schwartz. He is a Jew. And he has turned against his own people. And the Bible talks about him when it turns against them. He is a billionaire that gives $68 billion last year to the left and the people out there that is pushing these uh, DAs that will not go out and prosecute crime and pushing Planned Parenthood on everybody and pushing this here uh, educational system to try to teach your children that they don't know who they are. His name Schwartz means the very same thing that the name Haman means. And that is, it is a magnificent light of illusion that brings about death. And this man has bought people in the positions. He has bought people not only in the politics, but he's bought people in the church to the point to where anybody that literally is bought by him or gets any of his donations from him because he is so rich and he gives away more money. He gives away six times the amount of money that he makes to try to push this agenda on your children. I don't know about you, but I am sick and tired of this spirit of Haman that is resting on him. And it don't matter how how much money that hell is given unto him. I serve a God that owns the earth and the cattle on a thousand hills. And I'm telling the devil right now that we as Americans are going to rise up once again and we're going to drive Haman out of the United States of America and out of the church. And the very thing that George Soros tried to do to shut the church down, to silence the church up, I want you to hear me thus say, Almighty God, I'm bringing you down. And the very thing that you used to try to come against my kingdom, I'm going to use it against you, and you're going to see it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. But there were some things that we had to do, so let me give you some steps before I go further. First thing that Esther did is she called for prayer and fasting. Slap that beside and say, you got to learn how to pray. Then look at me up here and say, you need to lose something in pounds. My wife will give me when I go home. She said, you need to quit talking about your stomach. I'll make sure everybody pay attention. Just consider how big it is. I do it just to aggravate her. But we got to learn how to pray. And we got to learn how to fast. And once we learn to consecrate ourselves and pray and fast, the second thing we got to do is we got to go to the king. I want you to slap that beside and say, it's time to go to the king. How many is tired of fighting the devil? Say amen. amen. Then it's time to go to the king. Amen. How many is tired of being sick? Say amen. amen. Then it's time to go on amen. to the king. How many is tired of being sick and broke down and busted and disgusted? If you are, say amen. It's time for you to get over there and go to the king. How many is tired of a dead, dry, crusty service in the house of Almighty God? If you are, say amen. It's time for you to go to the king. How many of you is tired of Haman running in your family and running in your nation? And you're tired of what he's done in your life. And you're ready to fight him. If you are, shout out and say amen. And I want to tell you, it's time for you to go to the king. Amen. So you got to pray. You got to fast. And you got to go to the king. But there's something else you got to do. One other thing you got to do. Everybody say there's one more thing. One more thing. 
Esther called the king and called her enemy into the palace and she laid out a feast. Tap down right beside and say, lay out a feast. Now, when we think about a feast, we think about what I'm going to have here in about two or three weeks down here, right? Where I'm going to feed myself. I'm going to look pretty good. I'm going to walk out and gain about three pounds. We think about that feast. But in Jewish culture, a feast was something that was done and celebrated before anything happened. You see, the marriage feast went on for many days before anybody ever said, I do. So they had a great big party long before it ever happened. And they celebrated long before the event happened. Are y'all following me tonight, amen? So if you got to pray and you got to fast and you got to go before the king, the next thing you got to do is you got to lay out a feast. Touch that beside him and say, let's lay out a feast. What I'm trying to tell you is, is that you have got to start celebrating and having a party for the victory that's going to be won long before it ever comes. Tell your neighbor, say, celebrate now. Celebrate now. You ain't got to wait for it to come. You need to celebrate now. We need to be on our feet giving our God the standing ovation and clapping under his channel because it's already said, I've already driven Haman out of your life. I'm raising up Esther. I'm raising up Deborah. I'm going out there and I'm casting out Laban. I'm a royal that they're morphing mentality out of the church. I'm bringing and dragging my people power. I'm going to celebrate the power and the wonder and the glory and the victory of the king. Long before I ever get it. You see, when you celebrate it and you give him praise and you give him glory for it, God says, I'm obligated to inhabit the praises of my people. And when I inhabit the praises of my people, they celebrate before it ever happens. He said, then you're going to see it happen. And the more you celebrate, the quicker Haman's going to the gallows. The louder you get, the quicker Haman's going to the gallows. The more you raise your hand, the quicker Haman's going to the gallows. The more you jump up and down and praise the Lord, the quicker he's going to the gallows. The more Celebrate him in the house of God. And you celebrate him before it ever happens. 
He said, I'm bringing the anointing of Esther in your life, and Haman's going to the gallows. Shout at your neighbor, look at him, and say, Haman's going to the gallows tonight. Stand with me to your feet. Stand with me to your feet. Celebrate him before it ever happens. Praise him before the church ever gets here. Praise him before the town drunk walks to the altar. Celebrate the victory long before they ever call the ball game over. Celebrate him. Celebrate him. Celebrate him. Celebrate his power long before he ever shows up. Turn to your neighbor and say, Your Haman's in the gallows. How quick you want God to pull that chain. That's right. How quick you want God to kick out that, that, that piece of wood right up under him and let him yeah. fall down and be hurt. He tried to kill you for 50 years. He tried to come against you for 60 years. He tried to shut the doors in this house for some 40, almost 50 years right now. But let me tell him something. You know, we kept right on celebrating. We kept right on lifting our hands. We kept right on plugging along. We kept right on praying. We kept right on fasting. We kept going to the king. And we kept going to the king. And then we began to celebrate him by laying out a feast. And we fed the king and gave the king something to eat. The king said, now I'm going to give you whatever you want all the way to the house of the king. And God said, anything, living water, worship center need, right now I will do it and I will perform it because you celebrated my power and my glory long before I ever showed you that I do what I said I do. If you need his healing in your body, celebrate it and he'll give it to you before it ever happens. You'll begin to see him happen in your life. Come stand beside me and celebrate. Celebration. Amen. There's an old song that was written out there by Casey and the Sunshine Band. It was called Celebration. How many remember that? Yeah. I used to get out there and in them uh, nightclubs and they go to hit at me and Darlene just jump up and we dance like this right here. I believe that God is looking for his house of God to begin to celebrate that God's yeah. got the power to take Haman to the gallows. I believe that God's got the power to raise up a Deborah and take yeah. the Sarahs in our life and take the tent pig and the hammer of Almighty God yeah. and drive it through his temple. And from that point on to be uh, literally blessed and prosper under the name of Jesus. Yeah. Look at someone and say, I'm going to celebrate him. I'm going to celebrate him. I'm going to celebrate him. I don't see it, but I ain't got to see it. His credit's good enough for me. I'm a Troubles in your trials to the throne room of God, and when you leave, you know that God's already got it took care of. Amen. So don't worry about them gallows. Amen. Don't you worry about them nine hundred chariots. Don't you worry about all them horses. Don't you worry about all that oppression. Don't you 
want you to worry about the kings and the principalities out there in the spiritual hell. I want you to know that God's got more for you than there is against you. And I want you to start celebrating him. And I want to start hearing it on social media from you. I want to start y'all I'm tired of everybody talking about how bad it is. My God said, I will come and deliver you if you'll celebrate for me before the event ever happens. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I have delivered that prophetic word this morning and tonight. I want to thank you for the mantle of Deborah. I want to thank you for the mantle of Esther. I want to thank you, Lord, for hanging Haman in the gallows. I want to thank you, Lord, for taking Sisera and driving the hammer of your word through his skull. I thank you, Lord, that we're prospering under the name of Jesus Christ. We're going to get our, our vision and our focus off of the empty pews of this church. And we're going to praise you because we know you're going to fill it up. We're going to get our vision and our, our purpose and our vision off of how sick we are and how bad our vessels are. Because you said that we will rise up in our strength like eagles' wings. God, you said you would renew our strength. And you said that as the days are, so shall our strength be. So, Lord, we're going to praise you for tomorrow. We're going to praise you for Tuesday. We're going to praise you for Wednesday. We're going to praise you on Sunday for next Thursday. And we're going to praise you on Sunday for what you're going to win next Friday. And we're going to praise you on Saturday for what you're going to win on Sunday for what you're going to win on Saturday. And when we come back together in here on Sunday morning, we're going to raise up our hands and we're going to give you a standing ovation because you brought victory into our life through our 